Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers blade game, blame game has started. And boy, it doesn't make me very confident about how this summer is going to go. Eric Pincus wrote his postmortem on the Lakers season and had this to say about a front office that many, myself included, are clamoring for some kind of change from. Quote, there's no evidence that team governor Jeannie Buss, who holds roughly two-thirds of the franchise alongside her siblings, is looking to sell the Lakers. Barring something completely unexpected, significant changes seem unlikely. Unlikely. Buss relies heavily on the counsel of Linda and Kurt Rambis, professional and personal relationships that go back several decades. That, too, isn't likely to change. The buzz around the league suggests general manager Rob Palenka has another year to get the Lakers back on track. The blame internally appears to be focused on injuries, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James for pressuring the team to trade for Westbrook. James may have as much power as any player in the NBA, but he's not in charge, and the front office celebrated Westbrook's arrival. Leadership must take responsibility for recent failures, but it doesn't sound like any key roles are set to change in the immediate future. This has always likely been the case. This is a topic that Aaron and I have discussed a few times, whether it's on the Tuesday Live Spaces show or on The Hook, which he and I do every Friday. And uh, look, this season normally is typically embarrassing enough for some kind of legitimate like foundational change to occur normally a front office that oversees the amount of ineptitude bad gambling just poor decision making uh the 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 lack of organization the entire frank vogel situation was super weird like i could go through any number of reasons and most front offices or most organizations would hold their front office accountable for the way that one specific thing went down. Only giving Frank Vogel a one-year extension and essentially signaling to the rest of the team that he was in charge of coaching, oh yeah, this guy's gone at the end of the year. That didn't set a great tone. The Russell Westbrook trade in and of itself, uh, uh, trading for a player who makes $47 million and you can't trust on either side of the ball, not great. Giving up a first-rounder for the $47 million a year player whom he can't trust on either side of the ball. Uh, opting for that trade instead of a buddy heel trade that would have allowed you to keep some of that rotational depth from last season is another misstep here. Um, there are the other issues on the margins that Eric Pincus has been very quick and very right to point out over the course of, of Rob Palenka's tenure, and uh, especially after Magic Johnson left. This is a guy who was supposed to oversee the details and the minutia while Magic Johnson was there. One would think that one Magic, once Magic Johnson left, that those minutia wouldn't fall through the cracks, but they clearly have. So whether it comes to small-time decisions or macro decisions, this front office has continually screwed the pooch, kicked the, the family cat. Any, any kind of cliche that you want to go with here, uh, they have just not performed up to expectations. And again, like I pointed out last night, injuries are always a factor here. Injuries, everybody involved should have known that injuries were going to be a factor given the stage of LeBron's career that he was uh, going to be with the Lakers for. So when people are like, oh, well, LeBron missed time and, and therefore it's okay that the Lakers have either missed or 
essentially been out of the playoff. Like they, they haven't been legit contenders in three out of the four years that LeBron has been there. That's the only stretch of LeBron's career that that has been the case. Now, yes, they won a championship, and that is something that is always going to be in their back pocket and something they can always point to. But to go from that and only two years later be where the Lakers are right now, where not only are they not serious title contenders, obviously, they're not even in the playoffs, not even in an extended playoff field, but they also have an insane amount of work cut out for them here so much work that I'm not even positive. I'm confident they'll be able to get it done. They have to move Russell Westbrook. They have to hire a new coach. They have to bring in a <laughs> respectable wing rotation. They have so they need a backup center in case Anthony Davis can continues to refuse to play predominantly there. So like there is so much that the Lakers have to do here and so little that they have to work with. And it'd be fine if they went all in and won and were in this predicament. But they went all in and crapped out. They went all in on 2-7 off suit, and here they stand. So as annoying as it is to, uh, to go through this conversation time after time after time after time, this is why you, we have this same conversation over and over and over again. And it's because nobody within the Lakers seems to think that anything's wrong. The other thing that I really need to highlight here is uh, this little graph. So the buzz around the league, this is as Eric Pincus writes again, the buzz around the league suggests general manager Rob Palenka has another year to get the Lakers back on track. Um, I can confirm this, that the people I have spoken to have all said that he has an, if he goes through another year like this, that his time with the Lakers might be cut shorter than initially anticipated. Here's the next part, though, that that really should sound all of the alarms if you're paying attention at home. The blame internally appears to be focused on injuries, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James for pressuring the team to trade for Westbrook. Look, what I'm not going to do here, what we are not going to do here, is just rewrite history. Rob Palenka was excited to trade for Russ. Was he as on board as LeBron? Maybe not. Uh, We all know that he had that trade lined up for Buddy Heald. But to think that this was something (laughs) Anthony Davis and LeBron James and a Russell Westbrook, who wasn't even on the Lakers at the time, put a gun to his head and forced him to make that trade? I'm sorry, man. That's just not how it went. And, and the reason I'm saying all this and the reason I'm pointing all this out to you is that at the end of the day, you have a lot of people here who have a lot of work to do. And it's going to be really difficult for everybody to get on the same page and row in the same direction if they are this kind of focused, this early in the process of making sure to distance themselves for what, them, what got them here in the first place. So... Look, like I said a second ago, they have a lot that they're going to be able to, they, that they have to do. And by the way, they have a lot that they have to do as we might be reaching the point in both LeBron James and Anthony Davis's careers where they just can't stay healthy, where you can't plan on those guys being available for more than 60-ish games. And that obviously changes the math of what the Lakers are capable of doing and should be expected uh, to do in the regular season. But if everybody's first inclination, and this has been the case for months now, 
And this is something that I warned you about and Harrison and I specifically laughed about over the course of the season. And it's that you have a lot of people from the top on down who have never been held accountable for anything. They've been involved with mostly successes. Jeannie Buss, when the Lakers were at their worst previously, she had Jim Buss as the meat shield. Linda Ramos was able to exist in essentially anonymity when Jim Buss was there. Uh, Kurt Rambus, he's been, you know, obviously held accountable for past failings throughout the league, but clearly it doesn't matter in the eyes of the Lakers. Rob Polinka is one of the most successful NBA agents in the league's history. Clutch is this incredible business story that has achieved insane success in a short amount of time. LeBron James is one of the great players in the history of the sport. Anthony Davis uh, is a is one of the top recruited or one of the highest touted prospects ever, and he has turned that into a career that has now at least one championship in it. So of the uh, of the people that I listed there, the people who have actually been held accountable for stuff is probably only Kurt Rambis and Anthony Davis, right? Because when he left New Orleans. There were a lot of whispers of, hey, what does an organization with him as the guy look like? And now the Lakers are facing those same questions. Aside from that, though, nobody involved is well-versed in failure or certainly haven't done much learning from failure because you need failure to learn. This time, though, there's a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of failure splattered across all of their faces. And how they learn from those failures, if they learn from those failures, is going to define the next era of Lakers basketball. And again, like I just said now a couple times over, if everybody's first inclination here is to distance themselves from a failure, from such failure, that like, I'm sorry, everybody is responsible for this. Jeannie, Rob, LeBron, AD, Russ, Frank, nobody comes out of this looking decent. The only people who like who come out of this looking like somewhat fresh are people like Austin Reeves and Malik Monk, right? People who had no expectations on them. But everybody who had expectations heading into the season for the, the Lakers, like in order to arrive at this place, anybody with expectations had to fall well short of them. And again, when you fall short of expectations, your first inclination should be to look in the mirror and try to figure out how you fucked up. But as it stands right now, as we've seen over the course of the season, and as it looks like we're going to see over the course of the offseason, instead of looking in the mirror, you have a whole bunch of people pointing fingers, and that is just not any way to inspire any kind of faith from a fan base that is seriously pissed off. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check out the I Love Basketball Gang. Sabrina and Raj are going to give their thoughts on, I'm sure, this situation and where the Lakers go from here. Then tomorrow, Harrison and I are going to get together, and uh, we're going to try to have some fun at the Lakers' expense and try to do a little bit of laughing. And then Aaron and I are going to look at the Lakers, obviously, and take a look around at the rest of the league as everybody but the Lakers gets ready to... to, uh, move into postseason play. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.